Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, I'm Diana. Russ, are you there? Come on. Are you there? Oh, helps. Now I'm unmuted. Yay. Yes, I'm here. I even did my thing where I said, and I'm Russ. It was taking taking forever. You know, I guess there were some network problems this week, which is, you know, kind of scary because they're talking about that whole new censoring thing. I don't know if you listened to that one video that I had sent you um, in our group chat, but, you know, Glenn Beck this week was talking about this major censoring thing that Biden is trying to sign on to next week. And that could turn everything, as if the censoring was not bad enough, it could turn the censoring into a whole different level. Because we're not yeah. just talking about Facebook that they that they will be censoring. So um, definitely something to watch out for while everybody's distracted with their football games. These are the kinds of things that are going on. You know, and this, this is the type of stuff that does not make public news, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, no, obviously. And obviously a lot of people don't realize, and they need to realize that Joe Biden has been, I have videos of him in two speeches saying that, the most important task we have before us is to create a new world order. Now, yeah. people understand that a new world order, centralized global government, is uh, 
is the idea of giving up American sovereignty to another entity. This is um, this is not in the interest of Americans at all. In fact, why would somebody even be saying that in that position? It's amazing he can get away with that. It's not really amazing to me, but it's amazing. But people need to realize that he is a globalist to the core. He is on their side, and he is doing everything he can to fulfill their mission, which is not in the new U.S. interest, and that's clear. That is clear. Or the, you know, yeah. Yeah, it goes on and on, but that's that's the case. Yeah, well, here's what I have to say about that. <laughs> but that seriously wasn't me, though. <laughs> I was going to say, you're all ready for Halloween, it sounds like. <laughs> it's a little late. I haven't heard that one before. So, <laughs> no, that definitely wasn't me. That was just the switchboard I'm playing around with. But uh, so a lot went on this week. Obviously, every week is, you know, a lot going on. And uh, I, I feel like it's getting slightly worse. But a national elections did not go um, the way that a lot of people thought they were going to go in various amount of states. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it doesn't go the way people think it should go because our election system is corrupt. And it t- t- I mean, you're not going to do anything to fix this country while the globalists, uh, the, the rich special interest, or not special, no, the oligarchs have control of the voting system. They lie, they cheat, they steal. I've had stuff on my website for over 10 years that's exposing that we know that these devices and the, the voting system is corrupt on multiple levels. So, yeah, it's not going to go the way you want it to, Americans, until you actually completely overhaul this voting system and make it foolproof. In this day of digital security and signed certificates and all this good stuff we have, there's no reason whatsoever that we can't do it right. But it's not being done right because there's another agenda. Right. Right. And, um, you know, people just continue to turn to blind, 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 blind. Wait a minute. Let me start over. A blind eye to that. And, you know, there definitely are more people that are awake than ever, I feel. But um, I feel like they might not know where to channel it, you know, in in the proper way. So, you know, and that's why we have the show. That's why, you know, we we know others that are trying to do the same thing. But uh, that whole censoring thing, that could get pretty sticky. With, uh, because well, they, I mean, explain for those who don't know what this is all about. Yeah, well, go ahead. Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. I, I did not. I didn't. I don't. I don't know what what happened to the video you sent me. I don't remember seeing it. So, uh, fill me in. Oh, well, I'll have to resend it to you. Well, Glenn Beck was talking about Joe Biden signing a bill in um, into effect that would heavily censor. And we're not just talking about Facebook censoring or, you know, Twitter censoring, which has been going on forever. Um, We're talking about websites, um, search engines, um, people's personal accounts, uh, you know, emails. There's just the whole layer of entities that they could censor that, you know, they they may or may not do it now. Who knows? But I think it could go 
to a much more extreme level than what it is now. So um, I'll have to resend uh, it to you. In fact, I'll find you're talking, it. So you're talking and, um, about I'll censoring. Censoring, is that what you're talking about, the censoring thing that he's doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I heard it differently. I thought you were saying something else. Yes, I got you. And actually, I've been listening to Catherine Austin Fitz on this recently. And you know what they have in mind is basically eventually the long-term plan. And people better wake up because you're not going to be able to earn a living anymore unless you do exactly what they tell you because this is a system of, of complete control, is that you won't even have access to the Internet if you don't have a good social credit score. If you're caught and you get points against you because you said something that doesn't fit with a globalist agenda that they don't like, uh, then you won't have access to the Internet. You can't have a website and say what you want. There is no free speech. The only information that will be allowed is government-approved information. So, yes, I know. I'm sorry I was hearing you wrong before, but yes, yes, this is what's coming down the pipe. What did you think I was saying? What did you think I was saying? I thought you said centering, and I was like, it, I, I didn't. I'm missing some of the sounds in your voice for some reason. But uh, I was like, I'm not sure what the centering thing is about. But yeah, no, this the censorship. You know, the whole COVID thing didn't go the way they wanted it to. Why? Because mm-hmm. there's information coming out that has shown that some of the worst acts of of crimes against humanity have committed been committed during the whole COVID thing intentionally 100% with knowledge this includes Fauci people and state department heads who have done things that would make uh, some of the biggest tyrants in history look like school children just yeah. unbelievably horrific acts with knowledge of what they were doing and the public is still ignorant of this because they're watching mainstream news this is all out the documents are released the statistics are released go watch uh, Listen to Karen Kingston or Dr. Tenpenny or listen to some people like, uh, uh, what's his name, Steve, uh, his substack. What is it? Steve Kirsch? Substack has mm-hmm. some of the greatest information. So, yeah, 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 this is getting real bad, and people do not have much time because once this happens, you're not going to be able to reverse it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even today, I mean, the censoring is starting back up, even on things like Facebook. You know, I got knocked on one today, and um, they took my professional profile and put it in the closet for me because I posted something about eggs, you know, and how eggs are, you know, they have these eggs that are coming out of China um, that people are reporting, and they're like, they're basically genetically modified lab eggs. And they're like rubber when people cook them up, and they have really hard shells. And I am literally saying within minutes of me posting that, it was taken down and fact-checked. So I'm like, well, that must be the truth. (laughs) You know, if they take it down that fast. But, uh, yeah, so they're starting up with it again. And, of course, we're coming into, uh, you know, the presidential election year, which – that was when my group got shut down last time was during all that when we were trying to expose the election fraud, and that was real big. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to get interesting, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Our group of 192,000 people was shut down on Facebook a couple of years ago. And, and you know, and here's the irony of it. This is a group. This is not something that you're not forcing information on people. When you have a Facebook group, the people are in the group because they want the information. 
Facebook shuts yeah. it down because they say, oh, it's bad information. And when you see, I got, I've been fact-checked so many times, go read these fact-checks. I'm sure you probably have. But I ask people to go okay. read them because the last one I read, I read it through, and basically it said, they, here's what it actually said. And the fact-check is all controlled. You know, McCullough talks about this and many others, controlled by the pharmaceutical industry and by the same people who, who are tightly associated with the pharmaceutical industry. It's the same people. They're not fact-checks at all. Mm -hmm. But here's what it said. It said, basically, this thing in this post isn't true. Okay, they just marked it as false or whatever, you know, untrue, false, whatever they put on it uh, to make everybody mm -hmm. think it was false. But if you read the text of it, it really said, well, it's possible. Literally, it actually it said it might be possible that this is true, and it might be more likely that this is true, so therefore we're marking this as false. It, it didn't say right. anything, it didn't show like, any what? evidence, no nothing whatsoever. It just said there might be something else that's true, so therefore this is false. I'm not kidding. Read the garbage that they're oh, yeah. posting. They're lying, lying, lying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything that, anything that is fact-checked is you, you better think the opposite, you know, and, and it, it, it really is. It's, it's disturbing. It's disturbing, no doubt. So um, on to, I'm waiting for our guest to sign in. Um, I know that she was having um, some issues, too, so hopefully she gets to be able to sign on. Um, we have Diane Sarah on again tonight, and Diane is fantastic. Um, she's very much into world events. She's running against Christian Gildeband next year um, for Senate in New York State. So let's see. I'm going to go into what's going on. Why don't you update everybody about what they've been poisoning us with, because I know that people are interested in that. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, I hope people are interested in that, that the, these, uh, the military operation, which is the largest military air, op air operation in history, dropping these poisons on us, it has been some of the worst spraying in the last few months that I've ever experienced. And I'm not talking, and people need to understand this. People need to understand this. They are now utilizing in many areas, including our own, types of spray that are so short or don't even show up and are being released at high altitudes so you can't see them. So you can't look at the spray to determine how badly you're being sprayed. I smell yeah. and taste it, as hundreds of people I've met online do too. I've spoken to people. I've conversations with, with incredibly nice people. Having this, all the same symptoms, all the same they smell the same odors. They experience the same symptoms with the different odors. It's absolutely incredible. So today here, mm -hmm. of course, I'm talking about here. It's not necessarily the same place, same everywhere. Oh, we had all the types, and I name all the types. I categorize them because I, they all smell different to me, and they all have different symptom sets that do overlap somewhat. But we were really hit hard today. The intensity throughout the afternoon on a scale of 1 to 10 was usually between 8.75 and 9.25. And they are maintaining it at that level for hours upon hours. People get migraines, vertigo. They feel exhausted. They have digestive issues, headaches, vision problems. These are all things that you would expect when you're being hit with toxic metals. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's mm -hmm. what it is. That's what it is. So it's been a really bad day of spraying here. Yeah, terrible. And you, you mentioned the vertigo thing, and I've mentioned this on the show before. I have a, a, a very rare 1% of the population has an uh, ear disorder. Um, it's called semicircular canal dehiscence. So I have vertigo 24-7. So years ago, 
um, I started a group for, you know, vertigo support. I, I wouldn't say years ago. It was probably, I'm not sure how old my group is. I don't know, maybe three years. I'm not really sure. But, um, you know, in this group, I mean, this group has exploded just in the last two years. It kind of was like, you know, intermittent with people joining. But ever since the jab came out, and now that you say with the amount of heavy spraying that's going on, uh, I cannot tell you how many people join this group that say, I started getting vertigo after I had the jab. Of course, they don't say jab. They say vaccine, most of them. But I, you know, started experiencing these symptoms after I got sick with COVID. Yeah, so um, a lot of people are joining, you know, because of that reason. And unfortunately, you know, we can't really offer them any cure for that because it gets down. I mean, we're, we're, I'm talking about the jab here. You know, it gets it's already gotten down into their DNA and has changed, you know, has, is changing their DNA, basically imploding their cells from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is part of the crime. I mean, they basically they basically change people's DNA and they're making your body produce the very same thing that they say they're trying to get out of your body. I mean, if that isn't the king of ridiculous ideas, um, and that is yeah. rife for corruption, can you imagine what they can do if they can start altering your DNA, which they can and they do, and the CRISPR technology and the related gene editing technologies is much more advanced than people have been led to believe in previous years, and they are doing it. Yeah. So we are living a very very uh, very very fragile time so yeah yeah but like and i said this to you on the phone the other day when we were talking that despite of whatever they want to do i am still going to live my life i am not going to stay home and live in fear i am not go- i not doing that i didn't do it during the lockdown and i'm not going to do it now because these these lunatics have taken enough you know, away. And before COVID, these lunatics were doing this when they got rid of the religious exemption in New York, uh, when they did, you know, you know, a, a lot of legislation things that affected a lot of people. Um, and that was just the start of stirring the pot. So I noticed that Diane is on, so I'm going to take a couple more minutes just to do some updates and then she knows the routine. So um, speaking of spring, I had a couple of emails this week, and they were asking about the uh, zeolite, uh, which is the heavy metal detox, uh, and that website, for the people that are listening, is Hope Health. So it's hope, H-O-P-E, health.thegoodinside.com. And um, so that's great because there are orders that are coming in, and, you know, I'm happy to see that people are, you know, taking some initiative, um, you know, for their health. So, and there is a really good 10-day detox on there, too. It doesn't have any zeolite at all, but it's just a, it's got like, a, a, you know, a cleanse, basically. So that's always a good way to, to jumpstart and get back on track. You know, when I cleanse, I usually cut out all sugar, which I don't typically do a lot of sugar anyway. But, um, you know, I cut out any animal products, and I don't really do a lot of those either. But um, any type of sugar, any type of, you know, processed stuff. Obviously, I don't do soy, but I'm talking about for the general population. If you want to go through, you know, a short cleanse, even try it for three days. Cut out dairy, cut out gluten, and cut out sugar. 
you know, and, and you'd be amazed really after even just the third day how you feel, you know, because it, you know, people go, oh, gluten's not bad. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because they, they spray the gluten so heavily now with glyphosate that, you know, nobody's body is made to tolerate gluten anymore. So, um, yeah. <laughs> a couple yeah, of things. Worse just important just, I mean, when you, when you get off sugar and caffeine, for instance, and your body has caffeine receptors and, and when you get off of them, then you have uh, vasoconstriction, your capillaries are constricted, and you'll feel bad, your energy will be low and whatever. But after you do it, after you clear that stage, after about four or five days, if you just push through, and you can take vasal, verbal vasodilators in the meantime. You can take capsicum and other things. That will help you get through that. You start feeling more peaceful. You start feeling better. You're not in this, this uh, uh, you know, uh, fight-or-flight type of state all the time because sugar and the other thing is we are being inundated with mercury from the skies all right i mean uh-huh. uh, the, this has been uh, confirmed from multiple sources even the california air quality resources board carb has established that we have mercury they're blaming on chinese power plants which is ridiculous it's not coming from power plants it's coming from the uh the uh the jets that are releasing uh it in the form of coal fly ash and when you have sugar or caffeine it makes the mercury more bioavailable and when you make the mercury more bioavailable, mercury lowers your testosterone, it increases your adrenaline, it takes away your magnesium, it blocks iodine, it blocks selenium, and a whole host of other things that I could go into, but I won't because that's not what this show's about. And uh, so there's a whole lot of other reasons in the modern world why sugar and caffeine are much worse for you than they were before the spraying started, much worse for you now. Oh, yeah, and I can't do caffeine at all. It makes me absolutely nuts. You know, I just, I don't tolerate it well at all. And, you know, there's, it burns your adrenals out, too, not to mention. But we, we, we're going to do a whole sugar, and I think when we do the show at the end of the month with the MTHFR, um, I think we're going to touch on, you know, caffeine and sugar and how that affects it. But one thing I want to do before I bring Diane on, because she's patiently waiting, <laughs> I, I was just reading that, Senator Marsha Blackburn is, announces that she's going to subpoena for Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. So here we go again with the Epstein thing that nothing ever happened. But God bless her for trying, you know. God bless her for trying. So I'm so honored again to have Diane Sarah on again tonight. She's been on the show um, three or four times. And now that I finally have a fantastic radio show host, um, you're going to meet her tonight. So Diane Sayre is running against Kristen Gildebrand um, next year uh, in New York for Senate. But she has done so much more than just that. Um, Her political career is amazing. So I'm going to bring her on so that she can talk about, um, just introduce herself. She knows the routine. So she just introduced herself before the first commercial, and then we'll get to questions. There's a lot of listeners. So listeners, if you, there's a lot of people on the switchboard here. So if you want to actually call into the show and speak with Diane um, rather than just listening, which you can do, it's not a problem. Uh, the guest call-in is 319-527-6208, and just hit one to raise your hand if you want to uh, call in. So, Diane, are you with us? Yes. Yes, I hope so. Yay. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yes, I can. You got think you were a little caught off to start. You said... Am I on the radio show this week? I said yes. And oh. We it. oh. 
<laughs> yeah, it's been a little wild. Yeah, no worries. Um, so my new co-host is Russ. And Russ, why don't you tell Diane just a tad a bit about yourself? And then, Diane, you can go on and tell the listeners about yourself before we go to the first commercial. So, Russ, why don't you introduce okay. yourself to Diane? Sure. Hello, Diane. It's great to meet you. I um, I got I never intended on getting into any kind of radio or anything. I ended up getting poisoned by my amalgam dental fillings, which are still legal in the United States and outlawed in many other countries because they off-gas mercury. We've known this for decades. And I got really sick from that, so I got into the natural health industry, kept myself alive with herbs and supplements until I could finally get my fillings out, which changed my life dramatically, helped my health so much. And then um, I started being invited. I started getting sick from the aerial spraying. A lot of people refer to it as geoengineering because I can smell and taste it and uh, in the air. So we kind of – that's one of my big issues because it has ruined my quality of life and my friends around me. I see people who, uh, who are being harmed by that. So I struggle with that every day and try to live my life between the plumes, as I say. And then I ended up doing radio, which I never intended to and kind of felt like uh, I never would have because I'm a little bit on the shy side, but I just forced myself to do it. And uh, so that's kind of where I came from and had quite quite a challenging life with my health and all this stuff, trying to dodge all the, all the poisons that I was being exposed to. But uh, that's where I'm coming from. So it's very nice to meet you. Well, likewise, I want to thank both of you for talking about sugar and caffeine. I've been trying to, I'd gone off caffeine for a long time and I'm back on it. Um, And I must say, you definitely feel more level, but sugar is the big um, nemesis for me. That is, uh, (laughs) so I appreciate your discussion about that. That will strengthen my will. (laughs) It's definitely addicting, no doubt. And, you know, once you're off of it, and then you, if you restart it, it's like even harder to get off of that. So we may end up doing a whole show on sugar. But so, Diane, tell our listeners um, a little bit about who you are and your background before we go to our first commercial, and then we'll get into uh, what's going on around the world and how your campaign is going. Okay, sure. Well, I am a political organizer who uh, I worked with the late – economist and statesman Lyndon LaRouche for about 32 years until he died in 2019. I met my future husband who was working on LaRouche's 1988 presidential campaign when I was a student at New England Conservatory of Music in Boston. I went to Hamilton College for a year and then transferred to concentrate more on music I actually wanted to become an orchestral conductor, and they didn't have undergrad conducting programs, so I was in trombone performance and so on. And then I still conduct a community chorus in New York City, which is what I'm coming from right now is the rehearsal. Uh, I ran for Congress in 2012 and 2014. LaRouche was getting up in age. He was no longer running for president, and he asked a group of six of his younger associates uh, associates from across the country to become, in a sense, a presidential policy slate, so not run in an isolated way, but uh, try and guide the policy of the nation as a team. And I think that's someplace we're very short right now, which we can get into, I just think, it's very bleak. Our constitution is a presidential 
system. I think that's right. I do think that there should be a concentration of power in Washington, and I don't mean an overbloated alphabet soup bureaucracy, which is uh, run by a bunch of billionaires. But uh, as George Washington said, the purpose of the government and the reason why you want a strong government is to protect people's freedom. And we have had none of that. Uh, they seem more interested in protecting major corporate interests. That's part of the problem. Um, I grew up in Maine largely, but moved around because my father was doing his residency. So I was I lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Then he got drafted to go to Vietnam in spite of our Quaker, his Quaker background going back generations. So he served in Vietnam doing medical things. So we lived in Albuquerque on Sandia Base and then uh, headed back east to Maine. And uh, as I said, after a couple of years at New England Conservatory, I decided I had to really become politically active because an American citizen actually has enormous power in the world. And I felt really obligated to do something about the kind of injustices, particularly economic, that you see around the world that in many cases my own government was causing. And I said, I have a lot more power to address this than some starving infant in Argentina or somewhere else and have been active ever since. Hey there. I almost hung yep. up. I hit the head button. I was like, <laughs> oh, God, it just knocked at everybody, but I didn't. So, wow, yeah, you're, you always never cease to amaze me with your actual resume. It's just amazing. So we're going to go to our first commercial. Um, so I'm just going to mute you guys. First commercial. Okay. And you guys know the reason. So, Diane and Russ delivering the truth and exposing the lies. We will be back in about three minutes, guys. Hang tight. Hello, everyone. I am so glad I can come out and talk to everyone today. Thank you for some. This is for all of us normal people who do not wear masks. I put together a rhyme today while making my sautéed broccoli. Shout out to Bear Faces Legal to Freedomizer Radio, and to Proof Negative and the Rambutans on the ones and twos. Here we go. I don't care if you see my braces. I don't wear a mask into places. If you kick us out of stores, it helps my pocket, not yours. The mask is an occult symbol. Let's not be gullible. Put together the puzzle. Do not fall for the muzzle. Hey everyone, come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Ay, 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 la chupacabra, por qué? Are you tired of losing your herd of goats to the chupacabra? Are you worried about how you're going to eat because your goats were viciously ravaged? Call SNL Chupacaba Insurance today. SNL provides fast, speedy claims in the event of your goat farm being destroyed. Low rates, 
Fast service and professional attitude is what makes SNL your choice for Chupacabra insurance. Call 855 Chupano today. 855 Chupano for a free rate quote. SNL Chupacabra insurance. Just in case the Chupacabra comes. Ay, ay, ay. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. Have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I used to actually use that Imperfect Foods that that ad was for. They're one of our sponsors. And, um... It was pretty cool. Then they stopped delivering um, to my area, but I think they now deliver down south, so uh, I might have to pick that up again. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, totally off the subject. But anyway, what Imperfect Foods is is, is like uh, they send foods that don't quite make the grocery store, but most of them are organic. Um, so it's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of a little food delivery service. Anyway, are you guys there? Like a good idea. Yeah. 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 And Diane, there's no sugar Diane. in it. <laughs> <laughs> Except the natural okay. sugar. So, so um, before we talk about stuff that's going on overseas, because I do want to get into that, and I know you keep up on it, give us just a little update on how your campaigning is going. Well, it's um, quite interesting. Actually, I was interviewed by RT today, uh, which now that CNN has become so crazy, RT has actually a lot of listeners in the United States. Uh, I am beginning the process of assembling my petitioning team, which the petitioning doesn't begin until April 16th, but I'm seriously contemplating going for two independent or minor party ballot lines this time, which means we'll need a total of about 120,000 signatures in six weeks, which makes me think I need about 500 volunteers. And if anyone is interested in helping with that, please visit the website, com. Please sign up to help when we get to that point. And I'm going to have a statewide meeting in the Syracuse area on Sunday, December 3rd, just to pull that together because you cannot begin assembling your petitioning team on the day that the petitioning begins. You have six weeks to get these signatures. And as you know, the only independent candidate in the entire state to get on the ballot when I ran against Schumer in 2022 
And that was Mm -hmm. because we planned ahead and had a very good team of very intrepid volunteers who did a great job. Yeah, you were you were hustling during that. I mean, you just constantly oh. have videos out. You know, you're just hustling constantly, and yeah, I hope that you can get a good team out that way. So, how did your elections go? I mean, I know um, I followed <laughs> what was going on in New York State. How did your elections go um, in your area? They weren't too positive in a lot of areas mm. of New York. In 2022? Well, this was the thing where you really saw, uh, you know, there was only one polling company that even allowed people to choose my name as their Senate candidate, which just shows you how rigged it is, because how can you get an accurate poll if you're not allowed to pick from every candidate on the ballot? But one company did reference my name, and they said I had about 5% of the vote, which is very high for an independent candidate. Just by comparison, uh, Larry Sharp, Libertarian, Howie Hawkins, Green Party, they got in their best year between 1% and 2% of the vote. So that would have been excellent and devastating to the establishment, but it was stolen on television. And in my county, I got to see it firsthand, Rockland County, where election Mm -hmm. night, I had 6,212 votes, 5.8%, which was coherent with, you know, what was showing up in the polls, uh, the opinion polls. And the next morning, my vote was down to uh, 177.2%. So I went from 5.8% of the vote to 0.2%, somehow lost 6,000 votes overnight. Um, mm. went to the Board of Elections <laughs> to ask for a time stamped. I wanted to see at what point they disappeared. And they had already switched it all over, but something very odd, they had a category called blank vote, which is people who allegedly came to vote but did not choose a Senate candidate. And the number of blank votes was 6,212, exactly what I had had before and I and you could I suppose argue in one county oh someone was asleep at the switch they made a state mistake they actually switched it we discovered no less than 30 T's where the exact same number of votes had been switched between me and the blank votes but in the state of New York you know we don't have an election day or week we have an election season so after a few more days they Uh, just jiggled the figures around a little bit and made sure that they weren't exactly the same precise numbers again. But that, that was quite amazing. I must say. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're not the only one that that happened to. Um, And I think you know that there were other people that, that, uh, that. in fact, personal people that I know that were running and it also happened to them also. So, Russ, mm-hmm. questions about that? Any Anything you want to add about that, Russ? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I would just uh, – that. I mean, what would be involved in someone actually doing that? I mean, you see that as an obvious coincidence. It's obviously corruption. Somebody's doing this inten- uh, intentionally. I mean, it, it would basically imply that there are people who are in the election system who are intentionally doing this. Is that – 
fair right. to say, or what do, you, what do you think? Yes, absolutely. And I don't think it necessarily is always in the local county office. What seemed to be happening was that somehow the transfer where the Board of Elections in Albany uploads the results and then somehow feeds something back to the county seemed to me is where these changes were actually occurring. I mean, I, I find it hard. I hope not. I mean, maybe it's the case we do have a very corrupt person for each county who handles this, but <laughs> I think it would be more centralized than that, not to rule yeah, out well, the fact that there there probably are at least 62 corrupt people in, in the state of New York. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we've seen many examples in, uh, I mean, during past elections I've seen where people would – call in from these towns and they'd show no votes for a particular candidate and there'd be a group of people saying we all voted for this candidate and nothing's showing up so there's obviously right. infiltration at a very low level at least in some places so it just seems like it's very sophisticated it's very widespread and it seems uh on my website i've had information on it for over 10 years this has been you know pretty well known and and so it just seems like it's really gotten pretty mature you know, they've really got this down to an art now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very, very unfortunate. Yeah. If we don't have fair elections, then what what hope do we have of having anything, you know? Well, that's the mm-hmm. point. And that's why people really have to exercise their First Amendment rights much, much more. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very clear that while we never say it, we talk about the three branches of government, but really the people are the fourth branch And in George Washington's farewell address, again, he talks about, he doesn't exactly formulate it this way, but I will say, because the people do have so much power in our republic, he just makes the point that in order for the republic to function, you must have a high standard of public education, of culture. He talks about the importance of religion for preserving morality we we unfortunately are producing an electorate that's not really not only not qualified to vote but not has no clue about what <laughs> the history of our nation is or anything and they somehow think they should be able to make policy that's extremely problematic and it seems we have a lot of electorate, there are a lot of uh, voters coming in, too, that aren't even Americans. We're kind of an, another whole dimension to this problem where we have people who uh, not only don't know what the principles are, but, uh, but uh, you know, they can, can come in and, uh, and dilute the, the, uh, the voting field without um, any accountability. So it's just a very bizarre situation. Yes. Yes, it sure is. I tell people who are out of state, they say, I wish I could vote for you. And I say, oh, you can just mail in your ballot to New York. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. I don't want to go to jail for vote fraud. But (laughs) anyway, yes, that's not bad. Or just denounce your your citizenship and then just come back as as a, a legal immigrant, whatever they are calling them now. And uh, then you can vote that way. And, you know, I I have people that work on the inside with this, and and I'm sure you do too, with these illegals that are coming in. And, you know, a lot is being said about why they're coming in 
Um, and, and, and you don't have to say whether you disagree or not disagree, but a lot of people are saying they're being planted here. But, I mean, these people are getting, you know, $2,700, a month, $3,000 a month to rent. They're getting meals. They're getting, you know, education. I mean, it's just, it's kind of pathetic because I, when thinking about tomorrow being Veterans Day, I mean, they were literally kicking veterans out of hotels in New York so that they could put these migrants, I don't even know what they're calling them, asylum seekers, whatever they're calling them, there's so many different names, um, up in these hotels. It's like, really? Yeah, well, it's really, I think they're a cover for money laundering, and it's not their fault. I actually, you know, I think 36,000 of these people have drowned in the Mediterranean trying to get to Europe. It's not a a life of luxury trying to navigate through the jungles and the drug cartels and the human traffickers to Mm -hmm. um, get here. But it is also the case that Biden, I know because I went down to the Roosevelt Hotel to when they had everyone sleeping out on the sidewalk, which is so outrageous, but uh, to see who was here and talk to them and Thank God I had a teeny bit of high school French because everybody I met was from West Africa. And I talked to a a fellow from Mauritania who told me basically that they love Biden because, and the way it's pushed is I guess these cartels come to Mauritania and they say, Biden has opened the border. You know, the streets are lined with gold. It's a land of milk and honey. You can improve your life. You can do... And so people scraped together. I mean, this guy came up with $5,000. I don't know if they sold their house or what they did. They get him on a plane. He flies to Nicaragua and then has to make his way up to New York and then is sleeping on a sidewalk outside the Roosevelt Hotel. It's just disgusting. And I think what they are trying to incite is uh, rage and violence. Uh, among the American people against these people to see if they can just get us to be totally degraded. Maybe they want to start a civil war or something. Um, I know from watching an interview with Fletcher Prouty and uh, Russ, I don't know if you know the name, he was Mr. X in the Oliver Stone film about uh, JFK, about the assassination. He was a Secret Service high-level operative. And uh, He was intelligent since World War II. He's now deceased. But he was describing that what was done in Vietnam to create the Civil War is they moved one million North Vietnamese into the South with no means of existence and just let them forage. And, of course, that provoked, you know, a complete conflict and ultimately a civil war. And then we said we had to go over there. So it's not unknown that if you uproot people and dump them somewhere with no productive means of existence and no plan and no program that you're going to create a complete mess and disaster. And uh, I think that's very willful. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. And I know that uh, I watched a a video um, uh, with uh, uh, Robert Kennedy talking about uh, he actually spent three days talking to those who were coming across the border 
and uh, finding out the process. And what you said was, you know, very, very much what he was talking about is that it's almost like the government, it really becomes clear that uh, people within our government are working with the drug cartels, as crazy as it sounds, this is not me saying this, that they are getting them to bring people in um, with all these promises, and some of the people are being filtered off uh, on the way into human trafficking, so some of the people disappear um, yeah. in, along the way, and uh, and the other people come in, go through terrible, uh, you know, uh, terrible suffering, and it's just uh, it's it's not the, the glamorous picture that uh, the administration likes to paint it as. It's actually an incredibly dark, incredibly gloomy thing. I mean, it's all fine and good to have people. We all have immigrants, you know, that came into this country. My family came in uh, as well, and uh, but we didn't, you know, it wasn't easy. They went through a lot, but it was nothing like what we have here. So it's very interesting that you brought that up about the uh, drug cartels, because he was talking about how they were uh, they were working with the government to get people to come in, right. the U.S. government. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'll just say one other thing is the cartels extract payments from people. I think Kennedy talked about this, the rape tree where women are forced into sexual, you know, activities to pay for their entry. And that if people can't pay the fee after you've poor guy from Mauritania paid the $5,000 to get his plane ticket. I don't know what he had to pay to come up, but they, they have groups ready to basically use you as slave labor. So if you don't have the money to pay, then you're going to be in some underground sweatshop or whatever in some, you know, godforsaken hole in New York City or Chicago or whatever uh, used as a, a slave. Exactly. And he had also talked about just what you were saying, too, is that they were abusing especially women were getting abused yeah. and other people were just disappearing. So it's kind of like they use it as a way to traffic people and some of them come in, some of them are trafficked, some of them are abused and used, uh, you know, for, for, uh, for what you were talking about too. And it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. It's just a nightmare situation. And of course this is not anything that big news will tell us. You know? Right. Right. So yeah. yeah, it's good to talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us, um, how did the elections go in your area um, this past week? I know there were a lot of unhappy people in some right. areas of New State. You know, that's so fu- Well, I was most disturbed that there was no one on the ballot. The, the Democratic candidates, except for one person, it was all like judges and district attorney votes, the Democrats also all had the conservative line. I don't know how that was. And then the Republicans had their own line, and some of them had the – and in those races, you could vote for four people or whatever. So there wasn't even any contest, and I thought that's a very, very sad state of affairs when you go in to vote and there is no choice because you have exactly the number of candidates to fill the seats, and there's not even a contest. Yeah. Yeah. Although and, uh, I will say I had some very happy news, which is a couple of um, people I work with in uh, the Niagara area who've been fighting the wind farms, one of whom just became very active and decided to run for office. Uh, 
shortly after we met um, when I was at the Syracuse State Fair, she and her friend ran for, and I cannot remember exactly what, supervisor or something. At any rate, they both won. They won their elections, and I was thrilled to hear about that. I thought that was just great. The real grassroots, door-to-door, just plugging away, at organizing people around how harmful these wind turbines are, and they did it. Yeah, they really are. Those things, I mean, they're they're just plastered all over the place now. And, you know, people talk about the lack of birds and, and, and you know, and these type of things. And they're just, they're just awful. They're not really saving the environment at all. I mean, they end no, up they're putting these things. They, absolutely. I mean, they leak. You know, once they, once they are done, they stick them in just some big graveyard. And these things right. never and the frequency, home. apparently, I was uh, reading that the frequency of them creates very unhealthy vibrations, particularly in your abdominal cavities. So the uterus, the stomach, people get a lot of uh, problems who live in proximity to these things because of the frequency. They're also causing a lot of harm, the ones in the ocean, to the whale population because you have animals who mm-hmm. depend on certain frequencies to navigate, uh, so they are very destructive. Wow, I never even thought of that, but that 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 is probably true. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, we do we do a lot to our environment that, you know, they they say that the climate change thing, but you know we all don't buy into that. So. <laughs> Some of the things are just really well. It is there, changing. I mean, it's changing. been changing for about five billion years, and I don't imagine it stopped. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. In elementary school, I went to I went to elementary school in Maryland, and they actually taught us that uh, in the textbooks it said that the world is cooling, and in another hundred thousand years we're going to have a another ice age. So that's what we were actually taught from the textbooks back in the seventies. <laughs> Yeah, I remember it specifically because we used to say our friends used to say to each other. We said, "Hurry up, the ice age is coming." Like if they were going too slow or walking, said, "Hurry up, the ice age is coming." Uh, we were all talk about <laughs> the ice age is coming. The ice age is coming. So always some right. disaster looming on the on the horizon, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, what else is what else is going on, Diane? Tell us a little bit about. Well, I mean, we talk about every show about what's going on overseas in Israel. And I know that you keep up on these things. And Yep. I do want to take that up because I think that, uh, and some of your listeners may be surprised by my position. I, I don't know. I hope not. But Bibi Netanyahu is um, really bad news. Uh, and I will first say absolutely the attacks by Hamas October 7th were horrific. The taking of hostages is criminal and gut-wrenching, and we pray that everybody manages to get released safely. But the quote-unquote response, which makes me very suspicious about the whole thing, where they literally are... I mean, you can't call it other than genocide, uh, what what has been done by Israel and Gaza right now. And I think people are very anguished watching before their eyes. They've they've killed over 10,000 people, 
73% of them are women, children, and elderly people. And the reason I'm saying I'm a little suspicious is that the Hamas who did this attack had to have known, knowing Netanyahu and what's going on, that the response would be absolutely brutal. So in whose interest were they really acting? And I think a lot of people in Israel, I think overwhelmingly something like 60% supported the response to the attack. Now it's below 20% because the people of Israel are saying, you know, if you just slaughter everybody in this operation, Israel is going to be the most hated nation by billions of people. It is not helping our security. It's terrible for U.S. security. Oh, no, my Bluetooth is insisting on... Can you hear that? You can't hear that, right? No. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Anyway, um, so it's very bad for security. And just on some background so people know... Prior to the attack, October 7th, Bibi Netanyahu was probably headed for prison. He's one of the most corrupt prime ministers Israel ever had. There were hundreds of thousands of IDF soldiers protesting him in the streets because he was trying to rearrange the judiciary, probably so he could stay out of prison. And then you have this horrific attack, which enables him to pull the army under his command, although I understand there's massive protests now, again, already against him, and to do what he really wanted to do, and the reason, and also some background, Netanyahu funded and supported Hamas, and he he called for in 2019 publicly, he said, we have to support Hamas because we have to keep Palestine divided, or the Palestinians divided, because if we don't, then they're going to go for a Palestinian state, so... Uh, it's known apparently between 2012 and 2018, he funneled about $500 million through Qatar to Hamas. So it's a mess. Uh, the United States should be playing a role for peace. And instead, of course, we are playing an insane role in this. Uh, Tony Blinken was running around literally saying there should not be a ceasefire for humanitarian aid. Now, I guess because there's so much hue and cry about it, they pressured Israel to give four hours a day, which I think is a little suspect. It's ridiculous. Uh, There has to be a ceasefire. The hostages have to be released. You're going to have to figure out steps for a two-state solution. There's going to have to be massive economic reconstruction. And um, the protests in the U.S., this is also being used to totally divide the U.S. because you have rags, I'll call it like the New York Post, saying that every student group that's opposed to the genocide in Gaza is supporting Hamas or they're endorsing terrorism, which is absolutely not true. And one of the most active, the most among the most active groups for peace are Jews. It's Jewish Voice for Peace, not in our name, never again. I was at a march to Schumer's house the other night, uh, led by Norman Finkelstein, who had both sides of his family wiped out in the Holocaust. And 
his sense of things is he said Israel is now doing to the Palestinians what was done to the Jews. And I saw him on an interview with someone who was complaining, well, how come all the Arab states won't take in the Palestinians? Well, first of all, Jordan's already taken in 2 million, Syria's taken in 400,000, I mean, over the years, but they don't want to be part of clearing the land. Finkelstein pointed out, he said, well, let me just remind you that when Hitler took over in Germany, most of Europe and the United States would not take in the Jews. They refused. They said the Jews were filthy and dirty and blah, blah, blah. So ironically, there's enormous empathy between many Jews who know this history looking at what's being done. And um, in a way, I think that's a very actually beautiful thing. And in my opinion, it's a very Christian thing to be able to uh, love humanity, love the humanity in everyone, whether their religion or culture or whatever is different. So I think it's a very uh, gut-wrenching situation. It's designed to be inflammatory. It's designed to turn everybody against each other, including, unfortunately, in the United States. Yeah, it's interesting that you said I, I, uh, I understand the same thing about Hamas was essentially created, uh, you know, and that uh, Netanyahu was on his way out too. I mean, he was uh, facing severe. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. Uh, By the way, I just want to add the other beneficiary of the timing of this attack was Joe Biden because how's the war in Ukraine going? Oh, gee, we haven't heard about that for a while, have we? Well, the inevitable end is that Russia is winning because that's what always was happening. And Joe Biden tied himself, and he's so senile, he believed April, uh, April Haynes, his uh, advisor, uh, that Ukraine was winning, that somehow if we just send enough weapons, never mind that 450,000 of their soldiers have been killed. I mean, it's really gruesome. It is despicable and satanic the way we use people grind them up in a bloodbath for the geopolitical designs of a tiny criminal elite yeah it's very interesting you mentioned hitler too a lot of people don't realize that hitler was actually uh someone who promoted the religion of helena blavatsky which is the uh, codification of what's called the mystery schools or the mysteries a lot of people don't realize this hitler was a globalist Hitler was one of the oligarchs. He's one of the same people, yes. you know, uh, that that are running the world today. He was in the same religion, literally. He pushed him. He he pushed it himself out of his own mouth. He was uh, he was a big fan of that. But so uh, you know, it helps put the pieces together when people know what's actually going on in the minds of these people. But I totally agree with you. I mean, what the about how the the whole uh, system in the U.S. and of course, back, we were talking about this before we had you on. Is Biden? is a self-proclaimed globalist. He is pushing for the New World Order, for central government, for global government. He said in his own, I've got videos of two, uh, two speeches he gave where he said the, uh, basically the largest task, most important task before us is the formation of a New World Order, which so many uh, very high-level politicians have spoken about. Uh, centralization of this kind of power is not in the U.S. interest and never has been. Uh, especially when you realize what they're all about. So they create problems, and then they benefit from the problems they create, like you're talking about with Netanyahu yeah, financing yeah. Hamas. He, they, he financed them, 
and now it's a problem and people go, oops, was it a mistake? I don't believe it was a mistake at all. You know, this kind of divisive psychological warfare is something they've been doing for a long, long time. So it's very good that you bring that up. I appreciate that. Good stuff. Okay, quick one-minute yeah. commercial, you guys, and then we'll come back. And, Diane, um, we, we set up a chat feature on our Switch okay. course, and there's a couple of people that chatted in some questions for you. I wish they would actually talk, okay. but they want to chat the questions, which is fine. So about one minute, okay. and then we'll come back with some questions. All right? Great. Okay. Thank Thanks. you, guys. We'll back. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your governor speaking. Today's training evolution, dogfighting, taking on the corporate media. The rules of engagement are as follows. Number one, don't fire unless fired upon. But when they fire, you fire back with overwhelming force. Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill. Number two, never, ever back down from a fight. If I could complete the question, though. So you're going to give a speech or ask a question? Number three, don't accept their narrative. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts. It's why people don't trust people like you, because you peddle false narratives. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Please check out our sponsor, Save Around. Save Around coupon books have been with us for several years and they help you save money when going out to eat, renting a car, buying flowers, and all kinds of other good stuff. The good thing is you can view the coupon books before you buy. Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.com, and click on the Save Around book that you'll see right next to our chat room. Like I said, you could preview it before you purchase, and hopefully you'll save yourself some money and help us as well. Please check it out. Okay, we're back. So anything else that you guys wanted to add on that last topic before I get to some of the questions that were chatted in? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I don't have more. I'm curious to hear the questions. Yeah, questions. You're more Okay. Hold on a second. I got I to gotta get back there. Oh, my gosh. So, Dan. The, Dan yeah. from oh, – he's actually from your county. So, that's interesting. Oh. Um, he wants to know uh, what has been your biggest success and tell us about it. Well, I think, interestingly – um, in terms of the electoral stuff was last year when after all of this work and I was the only person in the state to get on the ballot as an independent with 66,000 signatures, Spectrum News barred me from participating in the debate with Schumer. And there was only one other candidate. So you couldn't argue it was unwieldy and there would be 35 people on the stage or something. And uh, we did a big mobilization about this and that combined with the fact that Schumer and Gillibrand, you know, were funding the Ukrainian pro-Nazi government, and my name was on a Ukrainian uh, kill list, generated a certain amount of publicity. And so at that point, 
I began getting interviewed by, uh, and I don't know how many of your followers listening to the Duran or Jimmy Dore, but I was on those programs and uh, it just generated a kind of an explosion. And I like to think it also contributed to the process that we're seeing of a nonpartisan grouping of patriots who want to shut down these wars and who want to change the policy. And, and that is really why I wanted to run as an independent, ultimately not with the major parties, because I really think we have to unify the people. I really believe the American people are good fundamentally, but they're deprived of knowledge uh, because of, of the corruption of the press uh, largely and the whole cultural dynamic. Uh, so I, I think the American people are an enormous resource and uh, if we can reach people and give them a sense of how we can solve these problems people will will really go out of their way people will sacrifice people will fight and that's what i'm optimistic about but yeah okay russ are you there yep i'm still here do we have more questions no, yeah, that was weird that you never like, like kind of dropped off the switchboard and then it re-showed up again. See, they're messing with you. That's it. They like what you had to say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're having uh, technical problems here. So the next question <clears throat> is from Marie, and she said um, she didn't say where she was from, but I'm assuming she's from our area or New York. Um, what would you do during your first six months as our senator well i wish i would be the president because i would have more power to do it but i will tell you what i would fight for as one of a hundred senators and maybe we could build up a groundswell to get it done Uh, i think there are two things i mean number one i would cut the funding of these wars no more money for ukraine for weapons to israel weapons to taiwan we we got to stop that. We're just adding to the slaughter. But then beyond that, I would uh, crush the power of this Wall Street cabal. And that means getting reinstating the Glass-Steagall Act, the separation of commercial banking from investment banking. Uh, this was repealed in 1999. It was passed under Franklin Roosevelt's administration very early on. Uh, because of the banking crisis, and it really makes good sense, which is that why should the normal depositors be saddled with the derivatives obligations and gambling debts of the high rollers? I mean, if you go to Atlantic City, you don't get a money-back guarantee, um, and, and that's how banking should be. You lose, you lose. Doing that at this point would sort of force a bankruptcy reorganization of the system, and that is so urgently needed because part of the reason for the hyperinflation is the fact that we just printed so much money to bail out these, speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, types on Wall Street who even got bonuses to add insult to injury. They, their practices were so terrible. Their banks, their, you know, their financial institutions went under. Then they got bailed out. And then they got a bonus on top of it. I mean, that doesn't make you angry. 
And meanwhile, our roads have potholes that will swallow up your car. We're getting floods and fires and, you know, total disintegration of infrastructure. And really the worst thing that strikes me, and I have to say I was actually traveled to China um, a couple weeks ago. I really wanted to see what it was like there. It was very interesting. One thing that I really was very tangible is the population there is not stressed. They, because of the poverty eradication, people feel really secure, particularly younger people. And I thought of the anxiety we see in the U.S. everywhere, like one parking ticket means you might not pay your, be able to pay your rent or you're choosing between your rent and your prescription. And it's sort of every man for himself someone else can be a threat to you. There's this incredible tension and anxiety and unhappiness that people are living with, which I think also um, creates a very harmful dynamic. And probably what you work on, a lot of bad health effects, right? Ulcers and high blood pressure and all kinds of things just from the stress. Yeah. Yeah, stress will kill you faster than anything. My gosh, make your hair fall out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, you know, I want to yeah. go back. Yeah, it, it and it's the truth. You know, it's the truth. And people, I feel, you know, people as a general rule, the whole general population is under double the distress than what they ever were four years ago. And I, I can't even believe it's been four years. I mean, almost four years. That's just insane to me. But uh, yeah, I feel like we just are under, you know, an immense amount of stress. Crazy. Yeah, and I think that yeah. contributes to the crime, right? People are very upset. We have been, I was just reading an article today about mental illness among children. And mm-hmm. in one hospital system, the number of emergency room visits by minors for mental health issues like committing, trying to commit suicide or cutting or other, you know, harm, doing self-harm, yeah. tripled. From 2019 to 2021, tripled. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm, you know, and I, in my opinion, I'm going to blame um, social media a little bit for that, and Twitter and TikTok and all of these, you know, undertoning, you know, um, overreaching type of platforms that you know these kids can get their hands on is you know incredibly scary. But I want to go back one second. You were talking about prescriptions. And um, and I found out this week that in legislation for New York, um, that I'm so glad that I'll be out of there. Um, that I found out that they're going to introduce a bill that um, <clears throat> is going to tack on ten dollars. It, it's going to be like a tax type of thing, paid directly to the state, not to the insurance companies. Ten dollars for every prescription that a person has. So oh let's just say there's somebody that is a senior and they're on, you know, a lot of these seniors are on a whole boatload of medicine, um, you know, one, one medicine to cover up the side effect of the other. And so, so let's say they have 10 of them a month, they're going to have to fork out another $100 a month just to get these medicines. So these are the kinds of things, and, and as you know, we're always in for a surprise when legislative sessions start in any state that's democratic. So, yeah, that's, it, it's going to be an interesting year next year, no doubt. I mean, 
and people are just gearing up for this all over the place. So crazy stuff. Yeah, Did I you way to get your money in there. And then the other thing is, too, I, I bring this up a lot, but uh, Dr. Hal Huggins brought this up, and I was saying it years before he actually said it was because of my own personal experiences that mercury plays a huge role. Um, I myself find in finding mercury in our dust filters. I had it tested by a local lab, and a lot of people don't realize mercury um, Mercury actually causes uh, your catecholamines, which are your adrenaline, norepinephrine, dopamine, and estrogen to skyrocket. It also lowers your GABA, which is your GABA aminobutyric acid, which is your chief neural regulator. So it makes you, and plus it, it affects other things too uh, very profoundly. But uh, um, with all the mercury we have in the atmosphere right now, uh, this actually changes people's personalities. It causes depression. It causes anxiety, OCD, all kinds of fear, heightened emotions, you know, with all the adrenaline and with the, uh, the uh, over-heightened uh, dopamine and the lowered neuroregulators. So um, it's kind of like we have it coming from all angles. I know there's a lot of triggers with all the stress in the world, but people generally handle stress much, much better unless they're on mercury. When they're exposed to mercury and their adrenaline is uh, soaring and their catecholamines are rocketing, skyrocketing, then uh, when they have a trigger, they just explode. And it's also interesting, too, that uh, um, it can cause uh, blood sugar regulation issues. And it was found that like 95%, a study was done, found 95% of uh, violent criminals actually uh, had um, uh, blood reg uh, sugar regulation issues, which is also one of the, the potential side effects of uh, mercury, one of the things that can happen. So huge issue and I think that's one of the things that are being used to cause chaos like we were talking earlier you know they cause chaos they cause these problems divide people and this is this is how they chemically this is the chemical side of it too so we're finding it everywhere in the environment and the, uh, the California Quality Resources Board is blaming China but I think it's coming from it's coming from our own jets based on my own tests so that's just another side of it but we can go back to the chat room if you want Nope, that, that was it for the question. So, Diane, we have about five minutes left. So um, how would you want to wrap up the show tonight? What do you want to focus on? What do you want to tell everybody? Um, I'm sure that you'll be on again before, you know, Thank you. before the next. Well, question, here's but. what I want to tell people. It is a really difficult period in history. Uh, it is tough. It is gut-wrenching. There's enormous suffering for no reason. Uh, on the other hand, when I was at this um, march to Schumer's house the other day, I was really so touched to see these young, these students, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, whatever, uh, very committed, very nonviolent. There were probably some FBI agents in there among them who were, you know, whatever. But, uh, I find this fascinating, and I think, and you may have heard, 100 congressional staffers walked out of the offices yesterday. They said, you don't know, we are getting bombarded by calls all over the country who want a ceasefire, who want the bloodletting to stop, and our congressmen aren't listening. They're supposed to represent people. Uh -huh. They're getting thousands of phone calls. And so the staffers walked out, which is unheard of. When did you ever hear of that before? Uh -huh. Right. So I think we're on the cusp of a revolution. 
My concern is it has to be elevated and that enough people are not terribly familiar, particularly younger ones, with the incredible goodness of the founding of our nation. And Mm -hmm. we're coming up on the 250th anniversary, uh, 2026, of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. I think everybody should take some time and read original documents, read George Washington's farewell address, read Alexander, you want some tough but inspiring reading, read Alexander Hamilton on the subject of manufacturers, read the Federalist Papers, reread the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, study Cotton Mather, study Ben Franklin, John Quincy Adams, really immerse yourself in the image of what it meant to defeat the British Empire the slave-running, drug-running British Empire for the first time in history, and let's make that uh, the identity of our nation. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Russ, anything that you have for Diane before we close the show tonight? Yeah. No, I just appreciate you being here. I know I've never met you before, but uh, Diane has had you on several times, and uh, I appreciate all your words of wisdom, and I do agree. The Declaration of Independence, I posted that on my Facebook feed several times. It's a very short read, but it sounds like kind of what's going on today when you read about all the abuses. I forgot something. I'm going to be up there in the area next week doing a couple meetings. I would love to see people. So please sign up, sareforsenate.com. Go to my website. Put a note if you're in the Buffalo area. Uh, and we will get back to you and let you know about the various events where I'm speaking, et cetera. Cool. Yeah, and that's Sarah, S-A-R-E, for Senate.com, easy website to remember. So yeah. we appreciate yeah. you being again tonight, updating us on everything. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely pulling for you um, for this election because if there's anybody that deserves it, it is you because you have busted tail. <laughs> How diplomatic of you, yes. <laughs> Very true. And I'm so happy to uh, meet you, Russ. You're out there with your megaphone. I know, my bullhorn. Yep. Basically. <laughs> so yep. It's always a pleasure to have you on. So for our all of our podcasts can be heard on iHeartRadio, FreedomizerRadio.com, BlogTalkRadio.com, and Apple. Um, and, of course, we will be sure that I send this over to you, and it will be on our Facebook page. And next week, we have a, a pretty cool guest on. Um, it's going to be Attorney Tim Anderson. He is out of the state of Virginia, and he is a big constitutional rights and 2A lawyer. And uh, he's going to be on with us next week, updating us on a lot of the national, what's going on nationally with gun laws and and in his state. So um, I'm I'm interested and excited to have this guy, to have this guy on because he's going to be, um, there's a lot going on with the gun rights, you know, and that people don't even know, you know, and they're trying to take those away from us. So I'm, I'm pumped to have this guy on next week. So, and then the following week we have Thanksgiving. So we will be off that week. And then the following week, which is the last week in November, we'll be talking about the MTHFR gene mutation. Um, I think this is something that everybody should know about, and this is Russ's forte. So he's going to be running that show. 
So, Diane, thanks again for being on with us. We totally appreciate it. I'll be sure that I send this over to you and also send it to Amber. Uh, Russ, anything else that you want to talk about tonight? Thank you for being on, Diane. I, I've been looking at your uh, your website here. You have some interesting things. I wish we had more time to ask you some questions about this stuff, but people can go there and check out what you have to say. So thank you so much for being on. Yep. Okay. And, Russ, I guess I'll be talking to you on the other side. Yep, sounds good. I will talk to you then, absolutely. All right. Diane and Russ, delivering the truth and exposing the lies. Everybody have a good week. Be good to each other. And we will see you next week. See you then. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.